0: Welcome everybody to uh, the first episode of Two More White Dudes with Beards. Uh, I'm Wayworn Worm, and this is Nick. Hola. And uh, we decided that we wanted to get together and have an excuse to talk for long periods of time about things that we like, primarily nerdy tabletop stuff. But yes, not just. We'll we'll get to other topics in the future. For sure. So uh, Nick, do you want to tell people a little bit about yourself and Sure
1: thing. Um, I'm Nick, and I uh, started playing tabletop games, probably a couple years ago, more seriously, basically because my wife is really into them. She's awesome. Yes, um, And she's <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She loves board games. And she started playing D&D with some friends of ours, and then um, that's kind of how we got introduced. Well, actually, we got introduced because of a work connection, but from there...
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Our, our wives worked together years ago, right? Yeah, I actually worked with your wife. Oh, you you did. I I forgot yeah. about that. She she mentioned that, and then it just it hasn't come up again. And since our wives currently work together,
1: mm-hmm. it's just like, oh yeah, no, they work together, and that's yeah, just like ten years ago, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous to say that out loud. But um, anyway, didn't you have a much fuller big beard when you uh, first worked with? my wife about a decade ago? I didn't, actually. Oh. Um, I had a pretty sweet beard going up until about a month and a half ago. Yeah, and then and then you changed it for this. I I'm got getting used to it. Shaped down the mustache. I got rid of all the side stuff. And I took off about that much length. So, pretty yeah. drastic. Pretty drastic change. Anyway, so uh, going back to... Yeah, so um, gaming wise, um, really got into D and D in the last year and a half or so. Started playing with um, friends of ours, and Here, let me so D and D got into it um, after resisting it for a long time. Um, I don't know why, but I've always had this like put the brakes on when it came to like too intense of board games or tabletop or role-playing type games mm-hmm. they just seemed way outside of my like comfort zone and my sort of my sense of uh of, of what was cool or what was fun um I've and, and the weird th- weird thing about that is i
0: met you uh after that after you got into dnd yeah um you had just started running a game Uh, so I, I, I have no knowledge of you before when you were just like, no,
1: too complicated board games or... No way. Not going to do it. Um, but Kat started doing it, my wife, and, uh, she would come home and tell me about it and was like, what are you doing for hours? How do you play a game for hours like this? Like, what's the deal with this? I don't get it. And, um... She kind of just kept, kept chipping away at me, and telling about these stories. She wore me down enough that I said I would try, and uh, basically got hooked right away. (laughs) So, there you go. There's a plug for tabletop role playing (laughs) games.
0: So then you, uh, you moved on to running games. You started running. Has it been like a year now?
1: Has it? It's been...
0: it's been a, almost it's, a year.
1: Okay, almost a year. Yeah. I think we started in, like, maybe November... November 2018 is, I think, when we started. Okay.
0: Because I know so. I joined, uh, you know, we're, Matt and myself yeah. joined after a couple of sessions.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, we had some friends that were part of a previous game that we had done that, um... Uh, started the first session with us and then they just life just took over and mm-hmm. they were too busy and couldn't carry on so um yeah. Luckily you guys were able to, to come in. Yeah. And uh yeah, we've been playing pretty solid for better part about of a
0: year. Play once a month. Yeah. Um there, there's a session that we had last time that uh, we'll have to talk about at some point where we there were what four of us who were started in another game that we're playing in played for what like four hours Mm -hmm. then had the second game yeah and played for another four or five hours we yes i think i got to your house at like 10 a.m and it was almost 10 p.m when i got back home
1: and your house is like a four minute drive from my house so it's not like there's commute time a lot of travel there yeah it was a long day um but it was really fun it was it was a lot of fun two Uh, really cool campaigns
0: so yeah and we'll we'll talk about both of them um we're gonna talk about mostly the campaign that you're running that's what these next few episodes are gonna be because i've also run the game. I think now is a good time to talk a little bit about myself and... Yeah, I was just going his- to In my history with tabletop games, um, I was introduced to D&D in either late 1998 or early 1999 uh, when Baldur's Gate came out. My best friend at the time was like, hey, my dad got this cool new game, you should come try it out. <laughs> uh, and it was the Baldur's Gate computer game by... A tiny little company that almost no one had ever heard of by that point called BioWare. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't done anything since. They haven't made some of the most influential series of video games. Best thing about the first Dragon Age game... um, So in Baldur's Gate, if you try and leave a map when one or more of your party members are too far away, there's this deep voice that says, you must gather your party before venturing forth. And anytime you leave your camp in uh, Dragon Age Origins, there's a pop-up window that says, gather your party and venture forth, question mark. <laughs> and then you, you select yes or no.
1: Nice. Huh.
0: Yeah, and then uh, there there's another, there's a character called Minsk, who has a miniature giant space hamster named Boo. <laughs> That's an awesome name
1: <laughs> for
0: <laughs>
1: for a sidekick.
0: And um, every time... So Boo takes up one of Minsk's spots it, in his uh, quick item um, inventory. Mm-hmm. And if you click on it to like remove it, it squeaks... A little bit of text comes up saying, uh, Mince glares at you threateningly, or something along those lines. Um, And one of his battle lines is, Go for the
1: eyes, boo! Go for the eyes! That's awesome. Just throw your miniature (laughs) hamster at somebody. Well,
0: it's a normal-sized hamster. It's a miniature giant space hamster. Well, there you go. go. But in Mass Effect 2, you can get a space hamster... And they use the same sound clip as Minsky
1: squeaking. What is a space hamster? I don't know. Does he have like a like an astronaut suit on or no. something? No, no,
0: it's just a normal looking hamster. It's All wonderful.
1: Right. Hey, why not?
0: Um. Anyway, so yeah, I started playing D anD D through that. That was D anD D second edition. Um and then the first time i sat down at a table was well it wasn't actually a table we gathered around the guy this guy's bed oh. in in his basement oh my um and we live in oregon so it was one of those rare oregon basements where um i swear the walls must have been painted like black Cause oh, going, so you had to go through this unfinished part of the basement to get to his bedroom. It was sketchy as shit. Oh. I was I was fourteen at the time with uh, some upperclassmen I'd met at school. the The whole thing, getting to his his room was sketchy as shit. I I just remember how dark it was and saw like a furnace and all this exposed piping and ductwork. Um,
1: well, I mean, you haven't lived if you haven't been in a in a friend's sketchy basement. Before, <laughs> so, I mean. well, apparently, I've been living for, since I was fourteen. There you
0: go. Um, and it, well, I think it was like November, so the rainy season had started. So, like, the entire basement was damp because
1: it's Oregon.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yes. I had a friend's basement that I used to hang out in all the time in high school. But we weren't really playing games. We were getting we were getting our freaking heads baked off. <laughs> yeah. So spent a lot of time doing that
0: in sketchy basements in Oregon. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know anything about Oregon, um Starting in about September, I think we're getting into that right now, are... I'm just going to call it a rainy season because it's fall, winter, spring. It's nine months of the year. We do technically live in a rainforest. Right. Which um, is weird. Weird to think about. Yeah, it's the only temperate rainforest in the world. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, It rains from September to about May or June...
1: Yep, and and then it's been, dry and hot for <laughs> yeah three months. It does. It was uh, not as warm as I I thought it was going to get. It, we didn't have any like hundred degree, maybe one hundred degree day this year.
0: Yeah, it it stayed pretty cool. All things considering, we usually have about a week where it's over a hundred, a few weeks where it's over ninety, yeah. and it's really rare to be in the seventies or lower. From, you know, from when the rain just decides to stop Until they start up
1: again Yeah, it is a very hard transition From like rain to like Oh, the sun's out and it's warm We can take off our coats
0: Yeah, I think it was The first winter I I lived here uh, That January It it rained every single day for 35 days Yeah And I think like a week of that 35 days It just didn't stop raining
1: Yeah but it's not, like, you know, it's not, like, a, necessarily a downpour. It's just, like, a nice, steady amount Sometimes of rain. it's a downpour. Sometimes, but... Yeah. It, uh... We don't have, like, a lot of flooding. And it's flooding cold. Or it does get cold. Yeah. And it's, like, a... It, like, gets through your layers. Yeah, no,
0: I, I... I'm originally from West Michigan, and I will go into... 20 degree weather with snow up to my knees happily before I go through the bullshit that is Oregon 50 degrees raining.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. But it it makes us really appreciate it when it's nice (laughs) out, so. We go through like nine months of just hating life, and then three months, we're like the happiest people ever. Yeah.
0: Um... Almost everyone in Oregon needs to take vitamin D pills.
1: Because that's how little vitamin D we get from the sun (laughs) most of the year. Funny you bring that up. I had to take a prescription for, like, an insane amount of vitamin D because I was so low, like, a year ago. Um, So the -the over-the-counter stuff just wasn't working for you anymore? No, it wasn't. No, I had to take some fucking mega vitamin D (laughs) supplement to... To get back to what I should have been So that was funny
0: Yeah, that's Oregon Um, But what it also means is very few houses Have basements Uh, My house actually has a basement And I hate it Uh, Because it gets so wet Mm -hmm. Um, Not only does it just rain so much That it will find any um, Crack in the walls but, also, like the ground gets so wet that it just starts seeping through the concrete. Mm. that sucks, and yeah. go- you know going back off this tangent uh that was what this guy's basement was like. It smelled of mildew and yeah, sketchy basement and we we shut ourselves in his bedroom. That's awesome, and had the
1: worst possible experience I ever had. Uh, well, that's a nice sort of uh, creepy, <laughs> ominous setting for a D and D campaign, right?
0: I want to tell you a little bit of, about this first session because it was it was terrible in ways that I don't think you can imagine. Um, so right. look forward to that. There were, I want to say, five of us. Um, I was a ranger. A half elf ranger because it was 14, you know. Gotta go with that. (laughs) You you have to make that character a few times Mm. when you're young. And then you grow up and play actually
1: interesting characters. I know. I never. I didn't get to experience that, so. (laughs) I came into it fully formed. (laughs) Um. And then
0: there's another guy who is playing a Kender Rogue. Uh Kenders are from Dragonlance. I don't know if you know I've heard of it. They're I basically it halflings that are kleptomaniacs.
1: Oh nice.
0: But they they tend to be like thin, they're not like the rotund they're they're not like Tolkien hobbits. Okay. Um They're these little kleptomaniac and their like signature weapon is a staff sling. Oh. Okay. Which is like a quarter staff with a sling like like a slingshot on it. Sweet. <laughs> um <laughs> and there was another one or two there there's another one or two people that I I don't remember what they were playing. Um and then there was a guy who Asked to bring in his character From a different game And it was allowed It was a level 4 druid Everyone else was level 1 And mm. the level 4 druid Had a level 1 Half-orc fighter henchman <laughs> Nice um, And then For reasons Half the party was in prison And the other half had to break the out And that's how we got together. Yeah. So we did that, and it was stupid easy. Oh. I don't remember how. Like, it was... It was, like, really, really, really ridiculously easy. And then we... We went into a forest that was nearby. Again... For reasons, and it's this really thick forest. But no matter where you were in the forest, you could always see this big giant tree uh, that we were supposed to head toward.
1: Hmm.
0: We finally get to this tree, and there are a whole bunch of dwarven spirits just kind of hanging out in the leaves of the tree, you know, in, in the branches. Yeah, and there's some sort of force field keeping you from getting close to it. Yeah. We're supposed to do something with these spirits. I I don't remember what the MacGuffin was, but it was something, and it even then I thought it was lame.
1: Mm.
0: But I was just like, well, I'm buying into the story. We're doing this because we're told we should do this.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to hear, like, as it being your first time playing, what was it like, um, like getting started and like, kind of just learning about. How the game flows and like how well, you how you interact with a brand new game like that.
0: Well, from my perspective, it wasn't a brand new game. No, it was th- it was three point five by that point. Okay. Um, and I actually have my original three point five book right there. You see the book that's sideways. Yeah. The book just to the left of that. Oh yeah, I see it. The is the book. yeah. Yeah, that's my three point five players' handbook. That's the first. Role-playing game book I ever I ever bought. Um, uh, I bought it in a book sto- a bookstore that doesn't exist anymore,
1: <laughs> in a mall because you know. Yeah, where else are you could find it? <laughs> Back then. I don't know. There's pretty there. There's a pretty big secondhand bookstore a few blocks
0: away from that mall. Oh. Yeah, no, I found. It was in Walton
1: Books. <laughs> and the sad little excuse for a mall in the city I lived in at the time had. Was this in um, Minnesota?
0: No, I've never lived in Minnesota. Oh, okay. From Michigan. No, Mich- I... That's what
1: it was.
0: Uh, this, I went there... I think I'd been living in Oregon for two or three months by that point. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Like, this was like right after I moved. Gotcha. And I decided I wanted to get into D&D. Um. So it was To my perspective, it wasn't a new game to me Because Oh, this is like Baldur's Gate But mm-hmm. Without computer mm-hmm. Uh, What it was like when I first played Baldur's Gate I don't really remember I was eight
1: Yeah <laughs> I don't think I can tell you anything about when I was eight
0: I mean, I, I remember the day that I started playing it. And I remember playing it and having fun. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was buying in. We, we made characters. The weird thing is we made characters on like his family computer. Um... In this like, character building program that we had And then he printed out the sheets mm. Because And then he had us So I forgot about something That that comes into effect uh, Really quick to where I left off this In the story He had each of us draw from the deck of many things And it was really really clear That as soon as he let us draw He regretted that Uh oh um, and he spent like the rest of the game trying to justify not letting us have all of that. Okay. What is the Deck
1: of Many Things?
0: Ooh. Let's open up the Dungeon Master Guide. I'm so excited about this. Everyone knows about the Deck of Many Things. You guys cannot fathom how much I'm excited to share the Deck of Many Things with Nick right now. The deck of many things is this awesome, awesome deck. Okay, so it's this plan. It's a deck of playing cards. Okay. And every card, so it's not actually a full deck, um, but every card has different things. Like these are, um, the designs. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never seen this before. So, like, one of them is comet. If you single-handedly defeat the next hostile monster or group of monsters you encounter, you gain experience points enough to gain one level. Otherwise, this card has no effect. Um, Let's see if they still have the card that I pulled. Um, Yeah, so I pulled the Jester. You gain 10,000 experience points.
1: Whoa... How like how much? Do, what does that translate that, in terms of levels?
0: At, at least in three point five. I don't remember about f- uh, fifth edition because I don't play with uh, experience points in my games. Yeah, I don't. I haven't played with experience um, points either. That would bring a level one character to level five. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, that's badass. <laughs> uh, but apparently, according to this guy. Um, they only leveled up at the end of a campaign.
1: Really? <laughs> what, who the fuck cares about that, Then? What's the point?
0: A- unless by campaign they meant, like, adventure or something, I don't know. This ended up only being one session, so no clue what the fuck he meant. Huh. Um, here are some other cards from that deck. Uh, the Void. This black card spells disaster. Your soul is drawn from your body and contained in an object in a place of the DM's choice. One or more powerful beings guard the place. While your soul is trapped in this way, your body is incapacitated. A wish spell can't restore your soul, but the spell reveals the location of the object that holds it. You draw no more cards.
1: Holy fuck.
0: (laughs) Uh, Skull. You summon an avatar of death. A ghostly humanoid skeleton clad in a tattered black robe and carrying a spectral scythe. It appears in a space of the DM's choice within ten feet of you and attacks you. Warning all others that you must win the battle alone. The avatar fights until you are dead or until it drops to zero hit points, whereupon it disappears. If anyone tries to help you, the helper summons its own avatar of death. A creature slain by an avatar of death can't be restored to life. Jesus Christ!
1: So, wh- what is the origin of this thing?
0: I don't know, uh. but it, so you know, those are some of the other. Um, or you can pull like gem, twenty-five pieces of jewelry worth two thousand gold pieces each, or fifty gems worth a thousand gold pieces pieces each appear at your feet.
1: Okay. Um, so this came up in the campaign in your in the basement. Yes. Okay. We all pulled from this.
0: Um, here. Will you put that back? Um and I pulled the jester and got ten thousand experience points and then was promptly told I can't use any of them. So she's just like, but why? And the jester is you can have ten thousand experience points or draw two more cards.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: And ten thousand experience points should always be worth it. Yeah. And the way the deck of many things works is you get that experience right then. You you level up to
1: five yeah. then. Like I don't I don't see the point if it if there was some sort of weird delay on it. I mean Yeah.
0: yeah. But he was just like, no.
1: He's like, fuck you. <laughs> you don't get this right now.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then the druid pulled a card that gave him a magic item of his choice. Nice. And he and the DM worked out that it was this, like, crystal ball that I always imagined. You know, he held it like this, and it, it took up that, that whole space. And anyone you look at through that crystal ball, you can hear their thoughts. mm
1: Hmm. That could come in handy. Although it would be odd to be like standing around and have some guy hold up a ball in front of you. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man?
0: Well, I mean, he could be like across the room. Okay. And hold it.
1: <laughs> he's like putting a clo a clo- you know like a cloak over it while he's looking at you from across the room. Okay, Strad.
0: <laughs> um. Not yeah, and then know. I don't remember what the others drew. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so we spent a little bit trying to figure out how to get past this horse field. And the Kender player just was like, well, fuck it. Sticks his staff into the ground, pulls it back, shoots himself, grabbing his staff as he flies away. Because apparently that's something Kenders can do. Okay. Or at least they could in this game. And he shoots himself into the tree and tries to talk to the spirits. And they talk back, uh-huh. and it's boring as shit. Oh. So he starts playing cards with them. Okay. And then, like, an hour of in-game time goes... Or, in real life time goes by, as the rest of us are just like... What do we do? Yeah. Uh, and... Then one of, the play- one of the players looks at our character sheaths and, is- and she's just like, you know, almost all of us are chaotic neutral. Why the fuck are we still here? Yeah. And no one could answer that. So I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna leave. I'm a ranger. I, you know, I'm in a forest. That's my favorite terrain. Or, I don't remember if, 3.5 Rangers got to pick favorite terrain at level 1. Doesn't matter. Um, the important thing is. So got I go to leave the fo- Yeah, I got bored of shit, tried to leave the forest, uh, didn't make it all the way, camped for the night, woke up in a different spot in the forest. Mm. And this went on for like five nights. And he was never more than a day's. Mar- he was never less than a day's full travel from the edge of the forest. Mm. Um. And I was just like, okay, I can still see the tree, right? Yes. Well, I put the tree at my back and navigate by going directly away from the tree. Mm-hmm. Didn't affect anything. Mm. So finally, after like five or six days in-game of trying to do that, where the Kender player is still playing cards with these ghosts for like this days. And I think even the Kender player was bored at this point. And he's just kind of like... I guess I'm still playing cards He did the whole That's what my character would do thing Which that That's gonna be an entire episode later Is that's what my character would do mm-hmm. we'll, we'll center an episode on that Yeah, see I don't
1: even have enough experience <laughs> To like To probably add a lot to that Cause when I play <laughs> I'm just like Well I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I wanna do I don't care what my character would do <laughs> Maybe that's just me. I don't
0: know. Well, we'll talk about that yeah. when we get there. So, eventually, I decide, okay, well, then I'm going to turn around and walk back to the for- the tree, I guess, because can't do anything else, and then it takes me, like, an hour to walk back to the tree. And I was just like, okay. Fine. Yeah. Awesome. Back um, in the tree... And then the kinder player decides to rejoin us, and we leave the forest. And magically, we can now! Mm. This time, the tree doesn't teleport us. We didn't do anything at the tree. No, like,
1: no battle, no no puzzles, no... If
0: there was a puzzle, we never figured out how to solve it. Like, we we didn't even find pieces to a puzzle, like, I I don't know what the point of that scene was. I don't even want to call it an encounter because I don't know if we encountered anything. Okay. And by this point, it's been, like, three and a half hours. And, like, remember, the whole jailbreak thing, I think that took, like, 20 minutes. So, we we spent, like, three hours at this tree. Wow. And then we leave the forest. Uh, by this point, it's really, really clear that the DM, A, doesn't like the crystal ball, and B, doesn't like that he allowed the level one henchman. Mm. Like, he later told us that he... Uh, had tried to make sure that the henchman died in the jailbreak. And it's just like... Well, then you should have given us more enemies, or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's ways you could have done that. And he didn't. So, the Kender player goes to steal the the orb, because kleptomaniacs, as I mentioned... And, um then he the the druid notices because he got high enough on his notice check to beat the sleight of hand check um, and sends his henchman to get it back. Mm-hmm. There's a struggle, and the ball falls and it breaks. Oh no, And it releases the magic, which turns. It melds the orc and the kender into a dragon. Because reasons.
1: (laughs) This team (laughs) hated you guys, basically.
0: (laughs) Uh, The kender player had like 15 minutes of fun where he's arguing, you know, where he's playing like this dragon with two personalities that are fundamentally opposed. Mm -hmm. And then, this level one half-orc fighter understands the magic that was released by the breaking of this ball enough to be able to kick the kender out and he kind of reappears on the ground and then he flies off.
1: And that's the end of the session. (laughs) (laughs) That seems so random. It's like what the fuck is going on? (laughs) That was my first in person session G and D. Nice. So, did you guys carry on with that story in future no. sessions? It was just a one-shot, basically?
0: It was supposed to be the start of a campaign. But it was just so bad that no one
1: wanted to have a session, two. Wow. So, was was this a... I guess you'd call it a story? Or a rough draft of a story that the DM came up with by themselves?
0: I don't know. Uh, that It's definitely not... Well, if it's part of a published adventure, it went so far off the rails, it might as well not have been. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, I don't know. Um, I lost contact with that group. I regained contact years later um, with most of them, including the DM, but I didn't really want to do anything with him because obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just, I, I never asked what the fuck that was supposed to be. To this day, I don't know. I don't know what the story was supposed to be. What well, kind of makes it more
1: interesting? The mystery of it. <laughs> like, where did this shit come from? How did it go so wrong? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. See,
0: you wouldn't have imagined that that first session would have been that
1: bad if I hadn't told you. No, no, um, that's quite different from the first, <laughs> my first experience. Um, yeah, which I mean, it was part of a, it was part of the fifth edition, and yeah, we can, maybe we could talk about that sometime. But
0: anyway, uh, so yeah, after that, um, I decided I can do better than this, and so I started running. Mostly online. I start. I started running like a couple of months after my first session in two thousand four. It's now two thousand nineteen. I'm still playing, and I'm, I'm running two
1: games and playing in two others. Yeah, yeah. You're pretty busy. Um, you use, you do them online mostly. I do
0: one online oh. right now. Uh, although that's currently on hiatus because. The only time that we can meet, uh, my job currently has me working at that point. Oh. Um, yeah. It's Sundays, generally at, uh, 6.30 is when we, when we start, uh, on Twitch at Wayworn Worm. Um, twitch.tv slash wayworn worm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right now I work Sundays... I work Sunday through Thursday Noon to 9pm So But shift bids are starting On Monday so I can Change my shift
1: Oh right on I know those swing shifts can be brutal sometimes
0: I mean since I start at 12 I do get a shift differential And it's ridiculously high it's ten
1: percent.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah, like it's usually a quarter or fifty cents shift yeah. differential. Yeah, uh, mine is ten percent, so that it works out to be. It brings my hourly wage up, almost, almost two dollars an hour.
1: Hey, I mean. You gotta be doing work that you're not super stoked about. Might as well get paid a little bit more. Might
0: as well get paid a little bit more, yeah. So, how
1: did you come up with um, Wayworn Worm? Where did that come from? That came from Xbox Live. Um,
0: you know how it randomly gives you a name? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least it used to. I don't know, Wayworn Worm's a bit old. But I came up with Wayworn Worm, W O R M, and I was just like, mm, "I don't want to be a worm. I want to be a worm." <laughs> you know, switch it to Y. Um, for a while, and um, there there are a couple of holdovers that that still show that it's Worm, uh, Y. Uh, sorry, W U R M. I'd considered going with that. Mm-hmm. That is a even more rare spelling of worm, meaning dragon. Yeah. I ended up going with W-Y-R-M. Right on. Um, so that's where that comes from. Right. Pulled back the curtain, (laughs) man. Yes. And then, uh... Yeah. Just doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um... This podcast
1: I think this is a good first episode Yeah Um So I mean in terms of Stuff we want to like cover Throughout episodes Um We touched pretty heavy on Um, Like D&D And we'll definitely be talking about D&D
0: D&D is going to be our next few episodes We're going to be talking about Curse of Strahd Because I ran that on Twitch And you're currently running it And I'm playing in that game And uh, One of the things that I really want to talk about With that is How two people can run the same Published adventure And it's different Like very different And I enjoy that. Yeah, um, I like that. You you surprise me basically every episode because it's just like, huh? I didn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. Cool,
1: right? Yeah, I, I imagine it would get a little tedious if uh... if you played
0: it the exact same, if you ran it the exact same way.
1: Yeah. Um, what I'm really excited about
0: is. We're almost at the point where, so when I played it, you know, when I ran it, the the players skip like two-thirds, and we're almost at that, we're almost finished with the third that we played. Like, I've never actually been to Bresk, or whatever the name of that little town is with the hag. Yeah. I'd never run that before. Yeah. So that was really fun. Yeah. Although that has an issue that we'll talk about, we'll we'll devote an episode to Bresk.
1: Definitely. Uh,
0: our next episode, which will go up next week, is on Yester Hill, um, part of Cursus of Because we both ran that, and we both have kind of the same issues.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, if you, if you like this, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, do the YouTube things like subscribe, like, comment. Uh, if you're watching this, well, by watching, I mean listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, because this is definitely a podcast in podcast form. Uh, I'm not quite sure yet, at, at the time of recording, what what places we'll have, but we're going to try and get all the normal places where you can find podcasts.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: And then we do have a Patreon. Two more white dudes with beards. If uh, if you like us enough that you want to help us out with that, that'd be mm-hmm. great. And either way, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much.
1: Yes. And hopefully we'll have a, a sweet logo uh, to, to go along with the title.
0: Well, what... Lo- that's in production right yes. now. That By the time this goes up, that should be finished. Uh, I've got an artist. I've commissioned him because pay your artists. Pay them on time and in full. Don't be a dickwad. <laughs> True that. <laughs>